0: Well, now that my lenses are all free of the dust of ages, let's look at what Ibn Jalaba wrote about the desert tribes of Arabi. I am sure this will be most enlightening for us all, myself included. The Sultan has made a great request of me. I am to find a land route to the east. I will head south towards the jungles and try and find our way around the mountains. He has given me a large contingent of eunuchs to guard me and a caravan of fifty camels to carry our supplies as well as the goods that we will be able to use for trade in the east. But it is not enough. I shall need more than strong backs and strong arms if I am to make a success of this. I will need the keen eyes and ears of the desert to navigate our way south, if we are to survive even the first leg of our journey. I have decided to use some of my own family's not so modest earnings, to recruit some scouts from one of the nomadic tribes of the desert to guide us, but uh, who to turn to? The obvious choice would be our near neighbours here in Karsabar, the the Messi. They know the area between Carlsabar and the Gulf of Meadsville, and the tribe is not too small, perhaps a couple of thousand of them. I could uh, hopefully find one of their encampments without too much trouble, given a couple of weeks. But uh, the problem is this, one of the sheikhs has been most fervent in his criticism of both the Sultan and Qasabar itself, and they no longer come to the city to trade. The hate speech spewed by their leader has made them unwelcome. In response, the Sultan has begun to send out patrols to hunt down the the Zamesi troublemakers. This has resulted in them going into hiding and only traveling at night. Under these circumstances, I doubt I will be able to find them. We will not get any help here. More likely, a Jambia in the back. Our next nearest tribe are the Asiopos, who live in the shadow of the great mountains. They are one of the most widespread and oldest tribes, being an offshoot of the ancient Ebonians, descendants of those who left before the destruction of their ancient homeland in the east. But their lands have been plagued by the undead in recent times, and I doubt that they can spare any to aid us. They are also not so interested in the gold of our Sultan, I think. Preferring to avoid dealing with those who come from the City of Intrigue, as they refer to Kasabar. Instead, they trade with the Taif to the south for what they cannot produce themselves. We will get no aid from these. So what of the Taif themselves? These are the southernmost nomadic tribe of Araby, their lands on the border with the jungles of the Southlands. They are also relatively numerous, although broken down into nine distinct clans. Some of these herd their animals as is traditional, whilst others ply the coasts harvesting gums and trading with smugglers what is certain is this we will have to travel through their lands to reach the jungles of the south but will they aid us perhaps they would aid anyone else from kasabar but not i my family's reputation has seen to that the Taif vowed to never again have anything to do with my family after they discovered that the Toulouas that my father the merchant had sold them had not in fact come from Ind, as they had uh, claimed, but rather they were produced in the slave mines of Maratek up in the Atalan Mountains and had had the blades attached in the long direction. Ah, I did not know that... Uh Ibn's father was such a dodgy dealer. Oh, and I've uh, been there, by the way. Uh, To Martek, I mean. It was actually one of the first cities to side with the sorcerer Jafar. And it was they that uh, all but financed his conquest of the rest of Araby. Ach, so what was it like? Oh, Martek. Ah, well, it is a place to keep your wits about you. Death and danger prowls its slums and streets. Perhaps uh, we shall talk more of it another time, though. Anyway, back to the parchment. Perhaps it would be wiser to seek help from the West on the road to El Calabad. A traveller is sure to encounter members of the Kahed tribe, for they are the largest tribe of the desert powerful enough even to have their own ambassador in the court of al Haik. their lands are principally the region surrounding the northern gulf of Meeds, but uh, also stretching up into the mountains but uh, on consideration i do not think that any of their number would aid us they are too loyal to the sultan of al Haik. To help in any venture that would see the elevation of Qasabar and the enrichment of our own sultan. It is no wonder they are called our grand sultan's hunting dogs. So, what then of their neighbours to the north, the Turjuk, They are not native to our desert. They were driven from their lands on the eastern steppes by the great horde of the ancient Hobgobler Khans, the lords and rulers of the Hobgoblin tribes, who followed in the footsteps of the infamous Kengai Khan. As the Turjuk began their exile, They unfortunately encountered a number of migrating ogre tribes and were chased even further west by the ravenous jaws of those huge gluttons before eventually settling here in Araby, adjacent to the land of the dead. They would be welcome allies. These legendary mounted bowmen are lightly feared for their martial prowess and horsemanship, some even clambering over the mass of warriors in the legions of al haik to reach the higher ranks of the army. But the one downside is this, they are not originally of the Southlands and they do not know the undulations of the desert as well as the older tribes. Perhaps they are not the scouts we are looking for. Onto the direct descendants of the lost lake cities of Ebonia, the Ebonian tribe, whose ancestors witnessed the wrath of Sakmit, goddess of the green moon. Some of these settled on the eastern coast amongst the shifting mangroves, but a majority instead journeyed west, eventually settling near the elven ruins beyond the gulf of Meads. In my father's time it was not uncommon to see Ebonians in El Calabad, for they make fine sailors and warriors, but their martial nature also meant that some would lead raids against the trading caravans of the city. It is now not so easy to find them as they are mistrusted by many merchants." By the gods, I had no idea that many of the survivors of Ebonya had headed west. My friend Tamo, the sailor and fisherman from the east coast, too seemingly never knew of them. If only he still lived, so that I might tell him. Alas, uh, let us not dwell on the past. Instead, let us get back to the nomadic tribes of Araby, as described by Ibn Jalabah. Let us consider the north and the fractured tribes of the Gutan. The Gutani, whose land also borders the land of the dead. Each clan within the tribe is fiercely independent, living and dying by their own cords of honour. This means that to strike a friendship with one clan is to all but make an enemy of the others. These will not aid us. Ah, yes, I have heard of these. They are most mistrusting of strangers. They suffered greatly at the hands of the Crusaders, you see. Their rivalries making them easy to divide and conquer. But they were not annihilated. Rather, they simply faded away, hiding out in the nearby cities until the storm of Northern Iron had passed. So, what if we go further north, west of forsaken Bel Aliad, to the lands of the powerful Musil? There are many fine minds amongst the Musil scholars with wits as sharp as a Shamshir, and traders with tongues as quick as a sand vipers. But they are not scouts, they are not explorers. What we seek is not amongst the Muzil. Dare we then look to the famous desert riders of the Malaluk Raiders, who can be found between Bel-Aliad and the northern coast? I dare say, no. They are not to be trusted, for many are descendants of survivors of the cursed city. It is rumored that corpse-eaters and blood-drinkers still hide amongst their number. Who can say if this is true, though? But what I do know is this. When a caravan falls to them, nothing is left behind. No gold, no treasures, no wares, no survivors, and no bodies. We cannot turn to them for aid we would be no better than lambs for the slaughter. If further along the pirate coast we travelled, then it is next to the Assad that we would come. The nomads who roam the coasts east of Al Haik are a fiercely proud tribe who frequent the famous oasis of one thousand and one camels and so are easy enough to find. They are wealthy and own many animals, for a lot of trade passes through the hands of the merchants of the oasis. Additionally, some of the clans of the tribe have close links to the infamous corsairs of the coast, whereby they receive stolen treasures in return for the bounty of the desert, be that strong new recruits or handsome women, but they do not have what we seek. They are quick to extend the palm of friendship, but just as quick to take it away. They are not dependable, and when the going gets tough, they are likely to simply get going, leaving their allies to the cruel winds of ill fate. What, then, of the Bakir, I hear you say? The tribe that frequents the land between Kofar and Al-Hayik. Alas, their numbers have grown small in recent years, and many of them have settled in the nearby cities, forsaking their traditional lifestyle. It would be hard to entice some of the remaining number away. So, let us turn our eyes to those who inhabit the western slopes of the Atalan Mountains, near the Cobra Pass that cuts through the treacherous terrains there. Let us talk of the Deheep. This large tribe lives in the southern region of the Land of Assassins, just to the north of Eunuch Mountain. The majority of the tribe are either herders or artisans, although their sheikh also maintains a number of raiding parties, each consisting of a couple of hundred warriors. These prey on the rich caravans that travel through the region to supplement the wealth of the tribe. These have also been employed by almost every other tribe in Araby as mercenaries in the eternal internecine power struggle that plagues the nation. As befits their professional sort for higher status, the tribe has captured and now permanently occupies a former base of the Hashashin. This is where they train their new recruits, and hone the skills of their veteran warriors. But uh, these blood-stained murderers, they are not scouts. We do not need the like. Instead, let us head through the Cobra Pass and into the land of the dangerous dervishes south of Vulture Mountain. Here, we stand at the western edge of the great expanse of the desert. Here too are nomads, but the likes of you and I could never hope to survive long enough to find them. This is a shame. For within dwells such famous wanderers as the Al-Lahim, famed for their excellent mercenaries. The Nazir, the lions of the desert, prideful bandits and warriors to a man. The Bani al Aqta, once the most powerful tribe in all of Arabi. The legends telling of the terror that their sheikhs kindled in the heart of many a sultan. Its warriors were once the toughest of the desert, but now all that remains are tiny isolated pockets. Likewise, we can say the same of the Mukhtarhin, another legendary tribe of undefeatable warriors. The numbers of these now too are low, although Some of their more renowned members are part of the mercenary company known as the Desert Dogs. There are also, and I barely dare to mention them, the Kurash. The tribe who claims that Nagasha once lived amongst them and sired a child. And lastly, the most elusive of all the Bedouins, of which little is seen and less is known. We will find no guides amongst these. And so, back up north we go, along the eastern slopes of the Atalan Mountains, we shall head to the lands controlled by the Nasir. These dwell near the great mount, the Eye of the Panther, an area of sick seams of gemstones, once mined by the dwarves of the Southlands. How do we know this? Why you can still find the ruins of their mines there. The Nasir are fine warriors and most hospitable, but they never stray too far from the Eye and are not renowned as scouts. These are not the nomads we are looking for. So, that leaves us with the Tuareg. These primarily inhabited the desert to the east of the Atalan Mountains, north of Vulture Mountain. Although disparate bands can be found throughout Araby, their reputation as fierce and ruthless bandits is well-earned and they are greatly feared by the traders across the desert. The tribe is descended from the shund pariahs of a number of other tribes, as well as being made up from the more recently outcast. They are resourceful, determined and practical, if somewhat callous. In spite of their mixed background, all of its members look very similar as they all wear robes dyed in indigo blue, which then leaches into their skin and has given them the moniker, the blue people. Although, I would not recommend calling them that to their faces like many they raid the caravans of traders and libels for resources as well as stealing horses wherever they encounter them what sets the tribe apart from the others is the ultimatum that they give to their victims join us or die in this way their numbers grow with each raid But uh, these new recruits seldom last long in the harsh lifestyle of the Tuareg, and uh, most are killed in their first raid. As a result of this, the Tuareg also recruit feral savages found in the land of the dervishes and the wild men of the mountains to uh, offset their natural attrition. Many considered the Tuareg as unworthy of trust and would never ally themselves with them. This is uh, understandable, for most who encounter them are welcomed by the blades of their weapons and the sharpened rocks of their slings. But uh, I consider these ideal for our task. They are well-traveled, tough, resourceful, and hearken to the clink of gold coins over other considerations. And it has come to my ears that a group of Tuareg were captured by soldiers of our sultan whilst attempting to rob one of his caravans as it left the trade route through the shifting sands to come to Karsabar. They are to be beheaded tomorrow. I think that if I intervene I can secure the loyalty of these cutthroats by saving their lives, and then hire them to join our endeavor. Well, my goodness, what revelations were written here. This explains why Ibn Jalaba hired the Tuareg to aid his expedition. It always struck me as something strange for a man from Kharsabar to hire scouts with such an ill reputation from the other side of the country. Oh, yeah, yeah. But, uh, Master Tavern Keeper, you have spent a good deal of time amongst these, uh, twireg. Is their, reputation well earned? How did you find them? Come to think of it, how did you find yourself amongst them? Ah, well, that is a whole tale and a half in itself. I, uh... I think I'll need another pint before I tell it, though. Just a moment, everyone.